0: Welcome to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast, where we challenge you to think differently about your approach to health and wellness. My name is Heather Duranja, and I'm excited to be here with you to take you on the journey from surviving to thriving. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, we have special guest, (laughs) Janine Sullivan-Balachie, After many years coaching in the corporate world, helping people grow in leadership, marketing, business, personal relationships, certified life coach Janine decided to pursue her life passion and become the soulmate coach. She has entertained and inspired millions in media interviews with her extraordinary midlife story where she turned her marketing skills on herself to attract her husband overnight. Praised for her unique voice that makes you feel like you're fabulous, wise BFF is in the room with you. She helps singles step up for themselves and attract a true partner. She believes her purpose is to help bring soulmates together, making the world a better place. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. Thank you Janine for being with us today. Janine, I'm so happy to be here. So for the listeners, um, Janine is halfway across the world from me. She's over in Ireland. So I really appreciate her making the time to uh, make this interview happen. So Janine, tell me a little bit about you and your story that got you here.
1: I first of all, I just wanted to thank you. You know, I live part time in Ireland, part time in California. So I'm getting my California vibes today, which I needed because it's gloomy here today. Um, You know, my story is that I was, uh, like many people, I was dating the wrong people for many years, accepting way less than I deserved. And I decided in my mid-40s I was going to change all that after an extremely bad breakup. (laughs) And uh, I went through this two-year renaissance, you know, where I, I, I studied with dating and relationship masters and coaching masters and just went through this whole huge shift emotionally and spiritually and even physically but one thing that was really interesting is when i put myself online i felt you know confident i felt sexy and but however i wasn't attracting the right men still it was a bunch of cubs looking for cougars and you know it was hey you know some women would love that but at the stage i was at i was like I want my partner already, where the heck is he? So I realized that I had put myself out there completely wrong, I played it way too safe. And once I really was honest about my agenda to be married, which people tell you not to say, and I really flew my freak flag, I was really open about who I was, what I needed, what my deal breakers were, put it online and boom, the next day, men my age were coming and wanting, you know, looking for marriage,
0: same values, same goals. And one of them was my husband. Wow. That's beautiful. That takes a lot of bravery to be transparent and vulnerable like that. And I commend you for having the audacity to do so, which is exciting. Um, So, you know, I know for myself in my journey, I, I really kept, (laughs) Cycling patterns, this same pattern, really. It was a narcissistic, codependent type of pattern. And after 27 years of this pattern, one day I realized oh, wait, the only common denominator here <laughs> is you, Heather. <laughs> I get you. And so for me, that really forced me to take a step back and really look at, at the pattern and what, what was the reoccurring themes that kept me stuck in that victim mode, playing the role of the codependent that kept calling in the narcissist. So why do you think individuals keep attracting relationships that hold them back?
1: Great question. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is I do believe for some people they're doing it because textbook case where they are trying to heal things from their childhood, they're, they're healing old relationships such as with parents. (laughs) But I also believe as a, as a law of attraction life coach, that it's also about your beliefs, What you believe is possible for you is what you will attract. Mm -hmm. And I have people tell me all the time, but I know I deserve better. However, after I talk to them and really dig in deeper, I can see they're really not in alignment with this vision they have in their head. And as you know, as a law of attraction ninja yourself, it's all about feeling your way to what you want and not just thinking it.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, back to what you stated in the beginning, I think that ultimately when we have those childhood traumas, a lot of times that are associated with our parent relationships, they are the core belief systems in our subconscious that we aren't really aware are the autopilot operator (laughs) that keeps calling in these circumstances to validate what that core belief actually is. So for myself, I had that you know aha epiphany moment um, back in 2018 after what I thought was a relationship where I would end up getting married and spending the rest of my life with this guy, and then he was just very much emotionally unavailable, and I kept finding myself in patterns of emotional unavailability, and ultimately in the end, I had to you know be honest with myself and say Heather. You're calling this in because ultimately that's what you believe you are worthy. You're not worthy and deserving of that love. And for me, it was really interesting because when I really went within and got very honest with myself, I always thought that the abandonment rejection that I feared was associated with my original maternal you know, parents, mother, father divorced by the age of two. My dad really wasn't part of the picture. And that's where I thought a lot of this stemmed from. But until I went deep within myself, what I ended up discovering is that my abandonment issues actually began as early as nine months old my mother went through something extremely traumatic with the loss of her brother, who was her best friend. And she was really struggling to meet her own needs, much less nurture my own. And yeah. so for me, that was a really big epiphany and it allowed me to, to have so much compassion and love and understanding mm-hmm. for my mother and also for myself, and it really allowed for me to just have a completely different perspective over the 27 previous years of these patterns that I had been repeating. And it really allowed me to open up the door to learning self-love. So I wanna know what your thoughts and you know what your advice is around self-love, because I think that ultimately, majority of the population really do not love themselves. So what are your thoughts on this? I
1: agree 150%. And I can't tell you how many people say to me, oh God, I love myself already. And I can tell based on what they're attracting that they really, not 100%. And I totally related to your story. I had a a dad who struggled with mental health issues. My mom was a teen parent. She was doing her absolute best. But, you know, she was a child raising children and my dad was completely emotionally unavailable. And I kept picking (laughs) that guy over and over again and feeling that same, you know, shame and, you know, lack of worthiness and, and things like that. And that's when... Uh, And then with the last relationship, when, you know, the guy couldn't really even express his love Mm -hmm. and he didn't want to live with me, but he wanted to live across the street from me. (laughs) Uh, I said, okay, this is a problem. This needs to shift. And a lot of it is about self-love. And in my book, Be the Soulmate You Want to Attract, the subhead is step into your sovereignty and magnetize a higher love. And so when people come to me they're usually either lacking confidence or they believe they're too intimidating Mm. right and nobody could love them as a strong personality i was a strong personality i was 300 pounds i was middle-aged i had all those supposed strikes against me and i had great success because i learned how to really love myself and i it sounds like such a cliche to some people mm-hmm. but that's what i mean by step into your sovereignty be the queen or king or whatever is in between for our, each and every person to be that for your kingdom whatever that kingdom is and it it means taking a look at your whole life if you really want to attract a better quality match and you know you really want you know, somebody who's better than a better fit than you've ever had before, it's really best that you get an alignment with who your best self is live your best life. So I take clients through looking at their career. Are they happy? Do they feel like it's aligned with their purpose? Um, Look at their, you know, finances and relationships and just try to get a sense of what really needs attention. So the person can really step up for themselves could be somebody's a caretaker and need to learn how to put themselves first because of course just like on an airplane if you take care of yourself better then you can take care of others better but you're not depleted right or learn how to not be defensive um and you know when you go put yourself out there to understand mm-hmm. That um, you don't need to be um, defensive, which can come across as intimidating. Mm -hmm. That it's really just about loving and feeling secure in yourself so that you can project more openness and vulnerability while still being strong. Mm
0: -hmm. Does
1: that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how would you define self-love?
1: I would say that it is respect, -respect, self-respect. Really, that's the best. I, I just had chills when I said that. I don't know why. Um, but I think I think that's it. It's self-respect, respecting your own boundaries, respecting your needs, owning your vision and not compromising it. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one of the most common challenges my female clients mm-hmm. have is, really getting clear before they even go on the first date what their boundaries are and sticking with it because sometimes when they go on the date they, they fall trap they get trapped by the instinct to oh i've got to attract this person i don't want to scare them away
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so they kind of hide a little bit so that they could be more attractive you know so for me it's it's about respecting yourself and also kind of accepting whatever makes you a freak you know, and flying that flag because that is what changed everything for me and why all these really interesting guys started reaching out to me and going, wow, who are you?
0: Yeah, I I really, I definitely uh, relate with that. I agree. I think that self-love is very much self-respect. It's learning how to um, have the courage to have that vulnerability and transparency with who your true authentic self is and also being able to honor the boundaries and I think that most people enter into relationships and taking all of those components and like tossing them out the window and in that first part of relationships which we like to call the honeymoon phase I feel like that's where people tend to really show up consciously on, you know, really being present and conscious of their thoughts and their actions. And then as we move into these relationships, we start getting very comfortable. And then that's when our subconscious behaviors start coming out. And all of a sudden the partner's going, who the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) you know, and ultimately we tend to be playing the role of one of our our parents, and we're not even aware that that's the role that we are playing. So how do we, you know, how do we uh, transition through this or accept this? How do we work through all of that? Well,
1: one of the things that I think is beautiful about working with um, law of attraction and, you know, looking at the, the steps in my program, you go through this whole process where you don't necessarily have to heal everything. You know, life is that's an ongoing journey in your life but i think you have to release enough resistance in order for you to raise your vibration and attract what you really really desire in your heart and you and you know you deserve mm-hmm. so you know one of those is like you said earlier looking at your previous patterns identifying those and i don't believe you necessarily have to completely heal it You know, because I think sometimes something can trigger it no matter how much work you've done. But the key is to catch yourself as you're, you know, feeling triggered and and identifying what is the thought, what is the belief, and then choosing a higher thought, Mm -hmm. reframing, cognitive reframing, and just constantly changing your mind about what you want and what you deserve. And that's really it. Mm-hmm. Really focusing your attention back onto what you want. Um, I think a lot of it is also about self forgiveness and uh, forgiving the other people, but also forgiving yourself. People often forget to forgive the self. And, you know, sometimes we talk to ourselves in such a negative way, in a way we would never talk to another human being. Mm-hmm. And we don't you know we we say oh i've forgiven everybody but we don't think about well you know maybe i have some things that i need to forgive myself for and release i just had somebody uh, a few weeks ago attended one of my webinars and you know she came into it she said i i already know all this stuff and what have you but there was something about the way it was presented and she said she had this epiphany of how much she needed to forgive herself and change her beliefs and her soulmate arrived five days later. Wow. And he was somebody that was already, you know, on the, the outer edges of her life, but she didn't see him. You know, he was somebody on social media in one of her groups. She just could not see him. He didn't see her. And then she just came into alignment and said, you know what, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to put myself out there. And he found her. Wow. You know, but I, I think it was just this process of just, it wasn't, you know, weeks and weeks of work. It was just this moment where it all just crystallized and she was able to shift. So for some people, it can really be that fast.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. I love that point. And I think that there's a lot of validity to that. Back to forgiveness, most importantly, self-forgiveness, I think that a lot of people struggle with self-forgiveness because in our society, it's so promoted, you know, these negative thought pow- patterns that are very disempowering. Um, we try to live up to unrealistic expectations. So we're constantly feeling like a failure. And it ma- makes it very difficult for us to just ex- surrender and accept that we are imperfect beings and that that's okay we're perfect in that imperfection and so i know for myself i didn't realize how much self-forgiveness was needed throughout my journey i i when i went and did the work and and looked back at all these places i had no idea how much i was harboring towards myself for choices for thoughts for actions for so many things, and when I finally just surrendered and said, you know, says who? Why, why can't I just accept that this is what it is and that this was a lesson and a blessing, all of this journey? It was like this fireworks went off and this rainbow sprouted in the sky, and then all of a sudden I was able to take my hands and wrap myself up and just really, truly step in to that self-love and, and just really, I felt it at the core of my being. And it was such a, a beautiful moment, but you know, with, with the journey that I've been on, I think for myself, one of the most helpful things I have done was create my owner's manual. Okay. So I, sat, I sat down, I, it was very time consuming, but so therapeutic. And I sat down and I identified all of my patterns. I identified how I react when I get triggered. And then I identified what my needs are in a partner to be able to support my continued healing without them feeling responsible for that healing. Because like you said earlier, I think a lot of people have this misconception and I know myself, I did that. I thought I have to be completely healed until I can get out there and start dating again. And I'm in a season right now in my life where I'm just open to receiving whatever is to come my way without being attached to any kind of expectation. I had a anniversary in 2019, 2020, 2019, 2020. Um, of 10 years of being divorced and I was still single. And I really remember feeling slapped in the face, very much confused. And then I sat back and said, wait a minute, why are you judging the fact that you haven't been remarried and found love? And I realized it's because I had set an expectation based on the modeling I had seen in my environment that people would get divorced and then immediately they would be in another relationship, get remarried, start, you know, having an extended family. And so that was the expectation that I just assumed was supposed to be my path. And then I realized, wow, I have given myself such a gift over these last 10 years. So what are your thoughts yeah, I I'm a hundred. First of all, I love the owner's
1: manual. I think that is hilarious and brilliant. And um, yes, I I was told by a psychic, a famous psychic. A friend took me, friend from work took me to see this. You know, one of those group readings that a psychic does, right? And um, we're sitting in this group, and the psychic points to me. She goes, "You," and I went me? <laughs> she goes, you're so psychic. I can't ignore you. It's really getting on my nerves. So I'm going to read you now. I know what you want to know. And the answer is no, you're not going to get married until you're in your forties. And it was funny because of course, you know, I was a typical woman in her twenties that, you know, is very relationship focused. So I was like, you know, when's my soulmate going to arrive? And she just went in your forties. And I I, guess my fa- <laughs> I I guess my face made her feel bad. And she said, if you get married younger than that, it's going to be a disaster. You do not have enough self-awareness. And I think she said boundaries, something like that, to really uh, allow the right person to come in. And it was so obviously I remembered it. It was I didn't want to hear that, but it was absolutely true. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. I needed to go through all those years and bad breakups to really understand. And I was frustrated with myself when they were happening. But over time, I started to realize, wow, you know, if I hadn't been with him, I wouldn't realize I needed this. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been with that guy. I wouldn't realize, wow, I have a real problem with self-worth. All these things, like you said, really are a gift. And once you change your mind, that it's not a mistake, it's a gift. And you really lean into
0: that. Everything shifts. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And Funny enough, my daughter, my youngest daughter said to me a couple of years ago, she's after my breakup, where I was, you know, totally devastated. And that's when I chose to recognize the patterns. And then I spent an entire year dating myself, which was honestly such a beautiful gift that I gave myself that opportunity. And um, during that time, it really helped me understand what that owner's manual actually looked like. And uh, so anyway, my daughter says to me, my youngest daughter says to me, you know, mom, I don't think you're gonna get remarried until you're 50. And I remember looking at her and thinking, whoa, like, are you kidding me? 20 years post-divorce? I'm like, whoa, that's insane. And now here I am going to be 45 this year. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) she may not be too far off.
1: (laughs) Isn't that something? Yes. She's a little old soul, huh?
0: Oh, yes, she is. Absolutely. Yeah. So what advice do you have for young men and young women, um, that are, you know, desperate to be with their soulmate? Um, what kind of advice do you have for them on how to set them up for success? I'm glad you said young, because
1: that is, that changes the order of the priorities, <laughs> my <laughs> tips. Um, okay. Young people, I would just invite you to not lead with chemistry when you are looking online and scrolling past pictures it is we are taught to constantly look for i'm going to see the picture i'm going to look into their eyes and i'm going to see fireworks i'm going to feel an explosion (laughs) of desire and if that expectation isn't met, they're not the one. Mm -hmm. The reality is that chemistry is physical, it's instinct, it's hormones. Mm -hmm. And it's not your fault. This isn't a judgment because this is how society has taught us. Hollywood movies, (laughs) romance novels have taught us that you have to feel that instant passion and desire. The studies show that when you feel that intense connection, um, instinct tends to kick in. And it's the part of your cave woman, brain that's going, this person would be good to mate with. And even with same sex couples, it's just an instinct. And so when you feel that way about a person and it's that intense, you don't tend to be authentic. You tend to find, you, you know you're doing this if you're like sucking in your stomach, you know, doing this. You know, and, and and posing, you know, um,
0: <laughs> really and thinking into body language, and 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 have self awareness around that.
1: Yeah, so I think that's that's important. You're right. Um, it, it's it's something to really pay attention to what you're doing, how your body, your body will tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. When you feel comfortable with the person, which we're taught to think is boring and settling, that's where the excitement really begins. Because that's the person that you have a genuine spiritual connection with is especially if they share your goals and values, then that's got the potential for a soulmate love relationship that you can really do something with. And I promise you, young young people, if you just retrain yourself not to lead with chemistry and to just let that go and instead focus on more of a soulful strategy, right? I promise you, once you have that connection with somebody, it will be passionate. It will be. You will not be compromising. It will be spectacular. And uh, some other tips is to write a profile in such a way where you're really honest about what your dating agenda is. Uh, Don't be afraid of scaring people away. Mm -hmm. Be honest about what your needs are, what you offer and what your deal breakers are. Don't, don't make a lot of deal breakers, maybe just list one, <laughs> but you know, um, you really just want to be really put yourself all out there.
0: Do you find that when you start working with individuals, can they even really answer those questions up front?
1: No, they think they can sometimes, most of the times, no, they'll just straight out say, you know, I'm so busy just jumping into date to date and and deciding based on a picture whether I feel anything or not, um, that they don't really take the time to think, what do I really want? What are my deal breakers? Mm -hmm. And they don't even understand. Sometimes what we think is a deal breaker actually is negotiable. Yeah. And it's really important to talk that through with someone, whether it's a coach or a friend or a therapist, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because uh, there are things that um you know like john gottman is the leading expert in marriage he has like 30 years of research and he said about 67 percent of problems in the most successful marriages are unsolvable but they can be managed so that means the successful couples have all compromised on something big Mm -hmm. to be together Mm -hmm. but those things were not deal breakers Mm -hmm. so those things are really important to identify because and especially women they, that's where they tend to lose themselves is they get more focused on keeping the relationship and keeping the peace rather than really honoring, you know, I, I really, I need to own what I, I really don't want and stick to that and not compromise that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: also want I, on what I really need too.
0: Yeah. Great advice. So what advice do you have for individuals like myself who have maybe been married once or twice and are in their midlife, later stages of life, and are still looking to have companionship, to have that special person in their life. What kind of advice do you have?
1: I love this especially because um, I I tend to attract a lot of women who are middle-aged. I get all age ranges. I even get retirees, too. They're a hoot. But my sweet spot is, you know, women who are 35 to, you know, 60, who have probably been through a divorce or at least have been through a long-term relationship. Some are late bloomers. One of the common denominators is um, they have bought into the societal, you know, ageism, right? Where, uh, do you remember in Harry Met Sally, There was a, um, no, no, it was Sleepless in Seattle. Forgive me. Um, Rosie O'Donnell's character says to Meg Ryan's character, you know, the studies show that the average woman over 40 has a better chance of getting killed by a terrorist than getting married. And today people still quote that. It was actually a research, um, it was an article, I think it was Newsweek um, back, back in the 80s. They debunked it like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Completely bad science, completely untrue. There are, in fact, there are more single people in America than there are married mm-hmm. um, and of marriageable age. I'm not counting, you know, children. Um, so I think changing your mind and not thinking, okay, my dating pool is a tiny puddle. It is not. There are plenty of great people out there. I think that's one of the top problems is that they, people focus on, well, they have a great relationship. All the good ones are taken. I, I can't find that. I, I have to accept the leftovers. It's, that's not serving you if that's a belief you buy into. Um, the other one is, and I see this in men too, but especially women, there's a belief that, you know, I have this successful career. I have a fabulous life. I don't, need to have somebody in my life to be happy but it sure would be fabulous to have somebody to share the journey with but it's so painful to hear it but they really believe that having a strong personality or being successful is too intimidating Mm -hmm. to attract somebody that they and they feel they have to water themselves down in order for somebody to find them palatable and attractive And it's really sad. And I, I just want to say, if anybody is listening and hearing this, it is not because you're too intimidating, you're too strong, you're too fat, you're too old, whatever. The right people are going to be excited to be with you as you are right now. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to lose 50 pounds, you know?
0: Yeah, so that's that's really surrendering to that self-acceptance and being honest with yourself about where you truly are and, and what you're looking for and, and what you need. Mm-hmm. So how does one muster up the courage to learn those aspects of themselves?
1: I think, um, I think it's kind of like in 12 steps where they say, um, you kind of have to hit bottom. <laughs> before you're really willing to do something about it because you know sometimes we're so comfortable with these patterns it's it's much it's much easier for a lot of people to just stay in the pattern than to break free of it and go into the unknown but sometimes when you get so miserable and you make you, make, you know you you go oh i'm so sick of this pattern i cannot meet another woman or guy like this i I just can't i'd rather just be single when you start saying that that's the time to really take a look at what you've been doing and really change your approach and i promise you if you just take baby steps with it just baby steps it will be a lot easier and the rewards are unbelievably huge (laughs) If you just have the the courage, you don't have to do it in one big leap. Just take baby steps,
0: but take the steps. So I have a challenge. Well, this might be a challenging question. Since we've really transitioned into this virtual dating world, especially with COVID, -COVID, post-COVID, what are some of the challenges and what are some of the pros for this new virtual dating experience that we have really kind of been forced into accepting?
1: I'm really glad you asked that because I actually love what COVID has done for dating.
0: Tell and me the reason
1: <laughs> The reason is it's actually helpful. Remember I was talking about chemistry earlier? Yes. I think it's actually helpful to us because it prevents us from acting out on our instinct, Mm
0: -hmm. not
1: completely, but it does help to not be sitting in that person's physical space from the beginning where chemistry has a lot more of a chance to work its magic on you and spell on you. It gives you enough of a distance that you can be a little bit more critical,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a little bit more willing and able to own your boundaries. You know, really think about does this person really fit and not just be lulled over by their attractiveness or their charm? So I invite clients, even after lockdown, to have at least the first date online and make sure you've, you've gone through your deal breakers. And I know people say you should wait for that. Don't do that. Don't waste your time. (laughs) Just the right person who's serious about wanting a partner, wanting a mate, they're going to understand your need to find out these things. And they're going to want to find out the same from you, Mm -hmm. your essential needs, what you offer, what you're about,
0: put it all out there. And it will come back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are some of the red flags that we need to be mindful and aware of when it does come to the online dating? Scammers. Yep. Um, So one of the things that I recommend. I have a funny story to tell you when after you're done. Okay.
1: (laughs) One of the things is, and that's part of one of the reasons people are frightened is, you know, obviously there's a lot of online scammers. I want to explain that a scammer can meet you in person too Mm -hmm. so instead of you you know instead of avoiding online dating just have some awareness so one of the things i recommend is um well one surefire way of knowing that somebody is a scammer is when they never can talk to you on the phone or talk to you on video you know they can't talk to you online they just want to type at you Mm -hmm. That means they don't want you to hear their voice. They don't want you to see their face in real time. Um, That's a surefire thing. If somebody's doing that to you and it's been more than like a couple of times of talking, that's a red flag. Um, If somebody wants to ask you for money, no matter how manipulative the story, no matter how good the excuse is and how convincing and how long you've been talking, that person is a scammer unequivocally. Mm -hmm. Um, if they want to mail a package to you, (laughs) there's all these elaborate schemes, just trust your first instinct and don't let anybody talk you out of it. This is, if, if you think it's a scammer, it probably is. Yeah. Um, I would also recommend in the beginning getting like an anonymous email an anonymous zoom account or whatever program you use so that people don't know your name until you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And another important tip is don't meet the person, um, in a private place, you know, go to a public place, just have a short 30 minute date.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And once you feel like once you're in their space and you feel their energy, if you still feel great around them, that's when you can start, you know, making other dates and spending more time. Mm
0: -hmm. Great advice. I love that. I, I myself a couple years ago, um, had met someone online and, My gut kept telling me "Uh, this is too good to be true. And we were doing the things we were talking on the phone and there was even video. However, with the video, whenever we would FaceTime or um, yeah, it was FaceTime, he would always be wearing sunglasses and he would never be directly looking at the camera. It was always like this off angle. And then coincidentally, he had made a comment on one of my social media posts. And then a woman saw his comment, messaged me and said, Heather, this guy is a fraud. He's a catfish. And I was absolutely like stunned. I was like, oh my God. And I remember being really angry and I'll be honest and transparent. This was honestly the straw that broke the camel's back for me to really take a step back and look at what the hell am I doing? What the hell am I doing? And it was a big wake up call. I was really grateful. Ultimately, I was pissed. I mean, I was so <laughs> angry. It validated all of the self-hate I had towards myself at that time. But in the end, it really was a blessing that this incident had occurred because it took, it really forced me to take a, uh, the lens out and take a look and say, what were you ignoring? Where were the flags that were all there that you were just not willing to take a look at? So, yeah, I I
1: have to tell you it's important. I think what you just said was very brave and very important. I, I do want to point out to listeners. I I'm fairly certain at least one person listening right now is, um, has somebody has been scammed either by a catfisher or a more old fashioned type of scammer. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I just want you to, to know that these people are trained psychologically with, and they, they, they know how to spot when somebody's in a vulnerable stage in their lives, even the smartest, Mm -hmm. savviest person can fall victim to this at the right time. So if that's happened to you, it's important not to feel ashamed. I've seen this with some clients. I just wanted to say, this is not something to be ashamed of. If you have a kind heart, Mm -hmm. just use it as a lesson. And now you'll know for future not to, you know, be that open, you know, to, you know, pay really attention to what your intuition is saying.
0: And I honor so much you bringing that up because I think, again, this goes back to learning how to have that self-forgiveness. And I know for myself, I harbored a lot of anger, a lot of hatred towards myself for being so naive. You know, I like, I, I think I used to call it um, that hopeless romantic. Oh, Heather, you're just that hopeless romantic, right? And that really is where self forgiveness comes into play. And, and through these lessons, I learned a lot and I'm grateful for it. It wasn't easy <laughs> to go through And <laughs> all of the incidences, it was never easy. But um, in the end, it's helped to cultivate who I am today and have more clarity and understanding of what it is I truly need in a partner and um, hopeful that that individual will come into my life when the time is right. So absolutely.
1: There is no doubt that that's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And I, I, you know, one thing you had asked earlier, too, what is, you know, one of the things that. COVID has negatively impacted the dating. And I would say one of the things is people are so pent up and frustrated and lonely. I just would caution if this is you to just be very wary of jumping in too fast, mm-hmm. of sharing pictures and intimate details too fast. Mm-hmm. I would really just caution you to take your time and resist that impulse. And I completely understand. I remember the days of being alone mm-hmm. for long, long periods of time, but that's... That's when you're you're vulnerable and that's when you reach out to, you know, friends and family if you're get along with your family,
0: right? <laughs>
1: you know, that's where you reach out to your support system before you, you know, jump into some
0: trouble. Mm-hmm. So before we hop off, I do want to ask you um, for those who are in a relationship and, and they're married or they've been in a long-term commitment and they're really struggling to reconnect, Especially post COVID, what advice do you have for those couples or that individual?
1: You know, um, now that you know everybody's getting vaccinated, the ones who want to um, and are you know able to start traveling, I would suggest getting out of the house because you know let's let's face it, when you're in the same space together all the time, it's not the best environment for romance and getting a better perspective. Mm-hmm. I would go to a place maybe maybe where you got married, if you can, or some place that has a special meaning to you. Spend a few days, get out of your daily routine, and find things that really help you to connect. Maybe it's, it's hiking together and holding hands and turning the cell phones off. Maybe it's cooking together. Maybe you haven't cooked together in a year. If you've been really having a lot of fights, you know, really talk from the heart without blame. This is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get stuck in the story of whether we're right or wrong. And the question is, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Choose happiness (laughs) because you're never going to always, in a marriage, you're never going to feel all the time like, I didn't, that was not proper grammar you're not always going to feel like um that an argument was fair you know it's not going to be an equals <laughs> equal score so it's just important to let that go and just <clears throat> really focus on okay whether regardless of who is right and who is wrong what do I need to say from my heart to this person to get them to really understand and hear me where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. And ask the other person what they really need that they haven't been necessarily given. And you know, try to create a really safe space without blame mm-hmm. and just talk from the heart. I find when people are in anger, um, they say things they don't mean. Allow yourself to feel the sadness that's underneath the anger. Mm -hmm. And once you show that vulnerability and you speak from the heart, the other person will respond much better than they will to anger. Mm.
0: Fabulous advice. Thank you. I love that. So for the listeners, I'm really excited to announce that Janine and I are going to be doing something really fun and exciting. We're going to be offering a free webinar, Love After Lockdown. So would you like to give the audience a little synopsis of what is sure. this?
1: Sure. <laughs> I'm so excited to be doing this with you. It's going to be fabulous. So I thought um, a while back, I was starting to see a lot of clients were really anxious about going back to dating after lockdown. Um, A lot of, a lot of the time, and this will affect your area. uh, A lot of times uh, the average person gained two pounds every month during COVID
0: times 16.
1: (laughs) I, I gained, I gained two sizes.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. And um, a lot of it was just getting out of my healthy exercise routines. I broke my foot and you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't exercising like I did. But anyway, um, a lot of people were feeling not comfortable in their body. They were dating their sweatpants. (laughs) They were binging on rom-coms and potato chips and ice cream and whatnot. And they were just kind of in their cold, you know? Um, So I thought, you know, people really need to get inspired To get healthy in their body feel confident in their body whatever that means to them weight loss or just feeling stronger and healthier getting better sleep through better nutrition um, and finding their authentic style so i invited you to talk about wellness and nutrition and i invited a style coach shelly golden she's fabulous and she's going to help people figure out it's not about labels but it's about really tapping into what you look good what's in flattering to your body, what colors, what shapes of clothes um, and expressing deep inside your authentic style that makes you happy and not caring about what other people think.
0: Well, it's kind of like you said earlier, being able to express that, uh, fly that freak flag, right?
1: <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know, my, my inner alter ego is a drag queen and she wants gold leopard chairs, Rose. Love you. You know, if you want to wear animal prints, even though they say, oh, at a certain age, you shouldn't or whatever, just let if it makes you happy and it just makes you joyful, if you want to have purple hair, I have purple hair. Do it, you know, and she'll tell you, though, um, she'll give you some advice if you're not feeling confident or some tips on how to just quickly get your wardrobe ready for for dating. And then I'll give a lot of tips on um, how to date where you can really honor yourself and your needs, try start to figure out, um, what your patterns are and what your vision is so that you can manifest the right person much faster.
0: Mm, I love it. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to release this and, and do this with cultivate this with you. It's very exciting. So, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your expertise and experiences with the audience today. And for the audience listeners, Janine is offering 50% off her six week group program, Accelerate Your Soulmate Attraction Journey. So, she is offering, um, a free consultation to see if you are a good fit to get into this offer. So please take advantage of that. If you are single and looking for that soulmate, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. And you're just such an amazing person. I The moment that you and I connected, um, I really felt your energy and your presence. And you're just such a beautiful soul. And I know that you're doing Amazing work out there, helping individuals to learn how to love themselves and really call in what is needed.
1: And I feel the same way about you and you know what you're doing to help people feel better and spiritually and physically. Um, I I was very <laughs> I'm so honored to work with you, and I really look forward to uh, doing the webinar with you. If people want more information. I'm sure you'll provide a link, but it's at mysoulmatecoach.com. There's a tab there. You'll see all of our information for our event.
0: I can't wait. Well, thank you again so much, Janine, for your time and especially the time accommodation halfway across the world. So I appreciate that and, and hope that you have a lovely evening. And for the listeners, I will have all of Janine's information um, linked in the show notes so that you can connect with her. She's a fabulous being. You you definitely, you want to know more about her. She's just fabulous. All the love, my friend. And listeners, if you have any um, questions or thoughts, please, please tag me, share this podcast episode. And I look Forward to hearing what everyone's thoughts are about it. Thanks for joining us on the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Make sure you leave a review and let me know what you think. I love reading your feedback. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Heather Duranja and don't forget to take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast and tag me. I love to share it. See you on the next episode.